0: And thank you for coming out to worship tonight. I hope tonight's a great uh, opportunity for you to just think about the greatest gift of all that we could ever have. You know, lots of gifts at Christmas time, but this is the gift of gifts when Jesus sends His Son into the world for us. Just a couple of announcements before we begin here. First, there's a couple of cards here. There's a blue card in the front of your seat there in the pocket. And a couple of things that we use that for. One of them, if there's something that you want us to pray for, a need, we'd love to do that for you. There's a couple of uh, offering boxes in the back, right by the by the exits there, by the door. You could drop in there. And if you're a guest with us tonight, um, love to have you connect. Maybe put your name down. If there's something that we can get you or information. Um, maybe there's you don't have, don't have a church home and you want to consider this and more information, we'd love to connect with you as well. Then this other uh, insert here, this other um, bulletin in one side, it's a schedule, but you'll notice that there's some things coming up, and for the regulars even, you'll note a couple of things on Wednesday night that you need to sign up for, so the Welcome Center there has the sign-ups here even this evening. But I want to begin my prayer, and then Michelle Schwacke is going to come up and read the scripture passages we have for tonight, so let me just pray to begin. Father, I just want to thank you. for even this day where we can gather together and be reminded of the gift of gifts. Lord, I I think of that event 2,000 years ago that ultimately led to an opportunity to have salvation, to have a relationship with you, to restore our lives back to you. And so we thank you again for Christmas. We thank you for this season that we can worship you. We can love you. We can serve you. So Lord, as we approach this afternoon, this evening, would you just uh, grant us a great service? Help us to worship you, to hear what you want us to hear. So we give you thanks for tonight. These things we pray in your name. Amen.
1: Tonight, I'll be reading uh, the Christmas story that's found in the book of Luke in the New Testament. In those days, Caesar Augustus sent out word that the name of every person in the Roman nation must be written in the books of the nation. The first writing took place while Quirinius was ruler of Syria. So all the people went to their own cities to have their names written in the books of the nation. Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in the country of Galilee to the town of Bethlehem. It was known as the city of David. He went there because he was from the family of David. Joseph went to have his and Mary's names written in the books of the nation. Mary was his promised wife and soon to become a mother. While they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to give birth to her baby. Her first son was born. She put cloth around him and laid him in a place where the cattle are fed. There was no room for them in the place where people stay for the night. In the same country, there were shepherds in the fields. They were watching their flocks of sheep at night. The angel of the Lord came to them. The shining greatness of the Lord shone around them. They were very much afraid. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. See, I bring you good news of great joy that is for all people. Today, one who saves from the punishment of sin has been born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. There will be something special for you to see. This is the way you will know him. You will find the baby with cloth around him, lying in a place where cattle are fed. At once, many angels from heaven were seen along with the angel, giving thanks to God. They were saying, greatness and honor to our God in the highest heaven and peace on earth among men who please him. And later, in the same chapter of Luke, it goes on. And for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed.
0: Christmas Eve its a call to remember the gift of all gifts, that God coming into this world as a child... And I think there's a call on this night to respond to that and to worship him and to remind ourselves of just the grace that he's given, the grace being that child. But we want to do that tonight by looking through the eyes of that second text that Michelle read here for us and look at this man named Simeon. But I want to begin a little by giving some history here beyond, beyond that passage. And I want to put verse 22 on the screen here. Look how it reads, Luke 2.22. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, this is Mary and Joseph being obedient to the law. And the biblical tradition actually goes all the way back to Genesis and also in the book of Leviticus. But there are two things going on. There's Mary's purification and then the dedication of the son Jesus. But 40 days after the birth that was the ending point for a woman being technically purified. There was this uh, tradition that she was considered impure. It was because of the bleeding during childbirth, and it was on day 40 then that that ended. But it also included Joseph and Mary taking Jesus to Jerusalem to be dedicated uh, to the Lord. Now, this really wasn't optional. Now, understand, the firstborn male in a family was required to be dedicated and this dedication included a couple of things first technically they should have been presenting a lamb if we looked back at uh, the passages earlier they should have had a, a one-year-old lamb mary and joseph should have brought that but instead they bring two doves and or two birds and here's what we can understand from it Mary and Joseph didn't have a lot of money. The lamb would have been expensive. And the scriptures gave that option. If you couldn't afford the lamb, then you could bring that. But it points to something that, that Jesus grew up in, not a wealthy, not in a prestigious family. It was a, he was very poor. I'm assuming they had to watch every penny that they had. There were no luxuries. But I, I think it's a reminder for us just where Jesus came from. But the second one, there, there was really this dedication of a sacrifice for the lamb and, and there was this prophetic picture as well. But no lamb. And uh, you go, kind of why? Is there another reason? The answer is yeah, I think there is. See, who was going to be the lamb? That was the issue. It was Jesus. So I believe that the Holy Spirit just didn't want them to to bring that offering and have that lamb sacrificed. But it points to the redemption of Israel as well. And and I want to read the verse here that, that really goes with it. Exodus chapter 13, because it refers to the first son. Look how it reads. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether human or animal. And Moses said to the people, Commemorate this day, the day you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord... bought bought you out of it with a mighty hand. Every firstborn male had to be now set apart for special service to God. And it was to remember, thinking back to that time when Israel was brought out of Egypt. Now, technically, they still had the tribe of Levi, and they were the ones that served in the temple. But you go, what was this really dedication all about? Well, the firstborn, it was almost like being drafted. The firstborn was drafted into special service. But if the parents wanted to get out of that obligation, the parents then would pay five shekels. It would amount to about $5 in our culture today. Now, I'm curious, is there any guys here today that you are a firstborn son, especially those that are regulars? Any out here that are firstborn? We got a few that are firstborn guys. Let me ask you a question. Did you pay up? Did your parents pay up? And if they didn't, elders are going to be the, at the back. And with interest, it should be about $25. $25. And if you refuse to pay, you will be drafted into service and you will be ushering for a year. Okay, so just to let you know that that's that's your responsibility as a firstborn son. But seriously, the payment of five shekels was acknowledging that firstborn belonged to God. To God. But the priest, as as they brought the son to to the temple, he pronounced two blessings. And one of them was the thanksgiving for that redemption. It was a reminder of what God has done. But the second one was just a sheer gift of the son opening the womb of a mom. But we come to the temple today. and, And we look at this man named Simeon. Now, he was a Jew, and realized the Jewish people were firmly convinced that they were the chosen people. Chosen people. And they knew prophecy because they were waiting for a new ruler to come on the scene. But digging in, I found out one thing I never had known before. There was actually two groups of people at this time. The way they approached looking at the wanting this Messiah to come back. Again, they were the chosen people. But one was convinced that the reason that this Messiah was going to come back is that they would then rule over all of the nations of the world. So they listened for the prophecies, knowing that it would come from the line of David but waiting for a king to rise up that would bring Israel out from under the Roman culture, the rule of Rome. And then they would become a great nation again. But that wasn't true for all of the people back then. There was a small group of people that was known as this. It was the quiet in the land group quiet in the land. But for this group, the dream wasn't about power or armies or military strength. They understood the kingdom of God. They understood that it was about righteousness. It was about peace. It was about a spiritual reign of God. And they believed in constant prayer, quiet watchfulness until that Messiah would come. So they waited patiently upon God. That was Simeon. Prayer. Worship. Deep humility. Deep faith. Now it's interesting, Simeon as well. We look at him and he kind of acts like a, a, a spiritual leader, but technically he wasn't. No one ever names him as a priest. So they always assume that here is a common man. But you'll have to notice his reputation was so stellar. I want to put it up on the screen. Look at verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So here's a man with with this incredible reputation, ordinary, righteous, devout, waiting, but walking with God. But somehow the Holy Spirit had come to him And he had the privilege of being told that he was going to see the Messiah before he died. So, the goal of Simeon's life was to serve the God that he loved. And he waited and he prayed. And now he waits. And you understand, they believe that Simeon here was an old man, that he had been waiting decades faithfully. You know, we wait a couple of weeks and we struggle. But you recognize nothing else is written of this man here. But he gets one special task. See, as this child comes into the temple, we don't know how he knew it, if he got goosebumps or whatever it was, but all of a sudden he goes, the child is here that I was promised to see. But he comes and he shares a prophetic word over this child, of what God was doing. But what does Simeon prophesy? What what does he say? He picks up this child in his arms. Oh, let me put it on the screen. Verse 29. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. That's why they think that he's old. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. Now, i got to point out a technicality here in these words. See, Simeon doesn't use the word Messiah. Most people at that time would have used that word. Instead, he says it this way, I have seen your salvation. I've seen God's salvation. It's a child. Simeon had had something revealed to him. And it was this, that salvation was to go beyond the Jews. It was to go to the Gentiles. And I don't know if you know this, but if you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. That's all of us. But he goes on to explain that there's going to be a divide, that Jesus is going to be a stumbling block, particularly for his own people. And many Jews will listen, but most will reject him. But he also makes one more profound statement in 35, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. I think he whispered that to Mary. See, he was telling Mary, Mary, you're gonna have to go through deep anguish with your son with this little baby. What was she doing? What was he doing? He was pointing toward the cross, the death. The death. But here's a girl, 15 or 16 years old, with that message. She carries this prophecy in her heart. And I just wonder if at the cross, when Jesus, when her son was hanging on the cross, did she think back to that prophecy of Simeon? Oh, that's what it was about. The anguish that I have to go through here. But here's what I want to do. I want to play a a video. It's a song, and it's put together with some of the book of Luke. And and the song is written by Michael Card. He wrote this in 1983. Some of you weren't even born back then. Um, But it gives a snapshot of what's going on visually back then. And even the heart, I think it it shares of Simeon and the excitement that he had as he holds this baby up. Let's play that video right now. It's interesting to note, I didn't say this at the first hour, but the way circumcision took place there in the eighth day and then the 40, you understand Joseph and Mary were very careful to do what the law required. And one of the authors that I read on that said this, It's interesting that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. And he did that. He did that. But the sad news is, he fulfilled it and he was the Messiah. God used this little child to declare to the world that God is God and there is no other. Choosing a young girl, 14, 15 so that a savior would be born. Now the sad news is that Israel did not always fulfill the calling that God had for them. And in the end most of Israel would not even recognize him as savior. They rejected Jesus. But their rejection had a purpose. And it was the Gentiles. Us. Us. See, the story tells us the salvation was not just for the Jews. It was for the whole world. For all the world. And that's what we got to remember today. I want to put the words of that song on the screen again. Look how it goes. Now it's time to take him in your arms. Your life will never come to an end. He is the only way that you'll find peace. He'll give you salvation because he's the light of the Gentiles and the glory of his people Israel. I think there's two applications that come out of looking at this man, Simeon. And, And here's the first one that I think is appropriate. If you are a person here tonight that you have invited Christ into your life, if by faith you said yes to what he's done on the cross, If that's you, then the questions are this. Uh, Are you holding Christ close to your heart and your soul? Another one, are are you following him? Are are you pursuing him? Or are you trying to give the baby away? Keep him away from you. See, if you've drifted Maybe there's a need to rekindle the closeness that you once had with Jesus. And here's where I challenge you. Make 2020 the year that you walk and hold Jesus close to your heart. He's waiting for you to come close. Worship him. Move toward him. Simeon was one of those quiet ones, devoted and righteous, right with God. And just maybe you need to do something in your relationship to make it right with God this Christmas season. But there's another application question. See, maybe you've never held Jesus close to you, you've never stopped and understood that salvation is not automatic, that it's a gift, it must be accepted. See, recognize we're not born close to Jesus. We're actually born far away from him. Actually, we're born with our backs turned to him, away from God. And maybe the question this season for you is, are you willing to turn and hold Jesus for the first time? To take him in your arms? And believe that he grew up and he died for you. See, today, you may need to admit that you don't know this Jesus. You know the name. But you need to admit that you've lived a life of independence. So here's where I'd encourage you today, to tell him. You can do that by just whispering, but just even in your mind, maybe we're gonna sing some more at the end here. Maybe during a song, you just say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I believe that you died for me and I want to surrender my whole self to you. Recognize he will change your life. And if you are willing to do that, if something within you is urging you to do that, I ask you, don't, do not wait. Do not wait. Do not wait. And if you decide to do that, man, we would love to hear that you have made that decision, that you've accepted this free gift. We'd love to walk alongside of you and help you on that journey. But I'm gonna ask the worship team to come on up. We wanna celebrate this birth. we want to finish off with four songs. But Simeon here, holding a baby, and just think of it as we sing here. We're holding Jesus up This is the light. This is salvation. So as we do these Christmas songs, remember Jesus is the gift. He is our salvation. Let's praise him, worship him, sing to him. He's the audience. We're not the audience. Let's worship him. One thing I want to invite you to, we have some coffee and some cider, and there's some hot chocolate you can make. And then there's some goodies, some snacks, and everybody needs a pre-snack before supper, right? Uh, There's these cream puffs that are really good. You got to (laughs) try We invite you to the fellowship area. And uh, if you want to stick around for a few minutes and just visit, we'd love to have you do that. But I just want to close with prayer. We celebrate that God loves us. He sent his son into the world. One day he was going to grow up and he was going to die for us so we could have life salvation has come to the world. Father, I do give you thanks for tonight. And it's a reminder again that your son was the salvation. He was the grace. He was the redeemer. He was the one that took the penalty of our sin on himself as he hung on the cross. So Father, we give you thanks and we want to worship you. We want to worship you by giving our lives to you not just tonight, but every day. So Father, we give you thanks just for the call of Christmas, just for the holiday itself. Yes, there's lots of family stuff going on, but as we walk through this week and the rest even tomorrow, draw us back to the greatest gift ever. So we thank you for that gift. These things we pray in your name. Amen.